Hey, what up? Welcome back to the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hey, Ben, I have an idea. Okay. What if we picked a topic where we just had to listen to Hunter talk for 25 minutes? <laughs> My question is, I mean, we have to sit here and listen to it because there's another segment. Would the listeners actually hang around? Would they? We should, I don't know. It's a good experiment. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so something has gone down in the CrossFit world. Uh, then I, you It know, seems to happen with this sport. Yeah, that's right. It seems to happen. Fairly often. From maybe time one, to time. Maybe once a year. Yeah, uh, and this, you know, this is a part of the CrossFit world. I actually, I don't like to talk about it much because I had, I had to decide what my priorities were. And it knocked this, it knocked this out of my, my purview. Uh, the only reason. Mm. I just had other things that I had to focus on. We talked about this last episode. You can't, everything can't win, right? So the CrossFit games for me were just something I had to decide. I just, I'm not going to pursue that. There are other things more important in my athletic career. Yeah, I just uh, decided all things CrossFit I wasn't going to pursue. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you do you, man. Priorities. However it goes. Well, the world is missing out on a gift that you could have given it, Ben. I agree. I agree. Because hey, well, I don't know if I could handle Ben caring about the games. <laughs> <laughs> or well, being in them. The truth, <laughs> is, uh, the truth is I'm mistaken for froning a lot if somebody comes into Coyote for the first time. Yeah, specific. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Similar hairline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to not go there. <laughs> like if I'm well, holding, he said it so. He said himself. Yeah, if I'm that. holding a blender bottle they're like oh my gosh is that frowning but like if i'm working out there's no confusion yeah but if i'm just hanging out people think nice that's probably what frowning looks like in real life i don't know how that confusion happens yeah so i have a lot of doppelgangers apparently which means i have a very generic appearance what are but your that's, other doppelgangers well we have a guy that we work with here at church that people speak to him like he's me all the time really yeah yep all he, the time like people his name's michael michael will be sitting in the lobby someone will walk in and be like well, hey, Ben. And then keep walking because he didn't address him. Yeah, but Michael, Michael doesn't, doesn't know to talk to Ben's friends. The best part is people approach Michael and start talking to him like as a continuation of a conversation that I've had with that person. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's weird when Cammy does it. Yeah, that's right. That's the difficult part, which we don't have time for this story, but my, my wife did uh, in, in one year was singing happy birthday with the family, with my family one mm -hmm. year, and, and actually saying happy birthday, Bill. Instead of happy birthday, Ben. Uh-oh. It was like, I thought it was funny, but it was a pretty tense moment with my parents. <laughs> They're like, who's Bill? <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah. We're here to let Hunter talk about, and I use that word appropriately. Yes, you did. To allow Hunter to talk about. Encourage the, Hunter encourage to talk about. The CrossFit games. Yeah. Which, phenomenal that these games actually went down. Yeah. Because of all the controversy that's occurred at the top levels of CrossFit. So maybe we could get down to how that actually yeah. actually happened and then yeah. kind of recap this the first part of the games. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, Whenever well, by you're let's, ready. Yeah. <laughs> by let's, we mean you. Uh, so uh, obviously this year they, they had to change a lot of stuff. They were really working hard to try to get um, everybody to be able to come to Carson, which is where, you know, t originally the games were, were scheduled for Madison, uh, Wisconsin in the last first week, first week in August, last weekend in July or whatever. They had to push that. Uh, they had to cancel that. Uh, and then they moved it to Carson and on the ranch, but they were, a lot of people were having trouble getting visas and everything. So, um, what they ended up doing was they, created a two-part games so the first part was they took the top 30 people um from each for male and female and they had an online competition uh so obviously most of the sanctional qualifiers for the games were canceled this year so they took the people who did qualify for the sanctionals that did occur which was i think maybe five of them and then the top 25 i guess from the open so they didn't take the national champions like they normally do. And uh, so they took, took basically had 30 men, 30 women. And they had an online competition. Uh, it was two days. Was it two days? Yeah, two-day competition, Friday and Saturday. And uh, so basically what they did was they sent them an equipment list, and they sent them a judge, and they did the workouts at home online and uh, videoed them all, of course, and the judge watched but uh, it was very interesting logistically because obviously there's people all throughout the world who um, 
who were competing in it. And so they weren't able to do it live because you can't ask the people in Australia to do it at like 2 a.m. or people in U.S. are doing it at 2 in the afternoon or whatever. So they gave them a certain time window to do each workout. Uh, so that's kind of how it went down. And then they, the top five males and top five females uh, move on to the second stage, which is going to be in Carson at the ranch where the original CrossFit Games were, Carson, California. And that'll be in, uh, I think, the week this podcast comes out. So that'll be uh, it'll be then. So it's interesting problem-solving way to make sure they got the games in this year, kept the ball rolling, and uh, hopefully next year things will get back to normal. So who's running the games? Dave Castro. Dave Castro, is, yeah. somehow he's survived. He's back to where he wanted to be. Um, and apparently a lot of the changes that were made over the last couple of years were not his idea. He didn't agree with because he started coming out and speaking out against what happened really yeah so like uh the sanctionals he wasn't he didn't like the sanctional idea he didn't like the national champions idea all that type of stuff um so yeah now he's kind of you know he, he was made ceo of crossfit for like two weeks until Ke uh, glassman decided to sell the company and now the new guy's the ceo and Kat dave is back as head of the games which is where he wanted to be and He's got a lot of cool ideas on how to grow it and everything. So I think it's in good hands now. So is this guy, Castro, I mean, he's got this reputation of being just this programming ninja. Mm -hmm. Is Was that actually him? Are we about to find out, was this actually Castro or the machine behind Castro? Or No, he's the one that's been doing the program. Okay. Yeah, so and he put a book out about his process, and I read it. It was, it was interesting. No kidding. He put a book out and you read it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so he's actually... Um, my question is, because for me, it isn't that I've lost interest in the games. I, I, I do still enjoy watching these people perform at this incredible level. Mm -hmm. But there was just so much controversy and so much change. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're riding bicycles now. Yeah, we're jumping yeah. across, you know. And uh, so do we feel like with Castro being back, what we've already witnessed, is it going to get back to those those magical moments where Camille LeBlanc and, and um, Rich Froning, there's just these crazy – Dan Bailey, moments at the end of these workouts, yeah. like, this could not have been programmed any better. Yeah, well, and I think they did a great job of programming the workouts for the first part. It was really cool. So, basically, what he did is he took classic CrossFit benchmark workouts and then made them a harder version of them, and that's what four of the workouts were. So, it was basically seven events. Four of them were CrossFit workouts, and then they had a gymnastics event, a uh, a monostructural event and a weightlifting event so seven events total so four crossfit workouts they did a variation on fran diane um what were the other two uh annie and then um nancy and he's the one everybody was talking about which one annie yeah the yeah, yeah. so so he, he he took them and made them harder so basically uh fran the the frame version that they did was three rounds of 21 thrusters, 21 chest of bar pull-ups. So instead of 45 total reps, it was 63. And uh, I'll kind of talk about the workouts and then I'll kind of talk about the male and female, how they did and everything. Uh, so it was 63 total reps of each. Thrusters were a little bit heavier than normal friends. So it was 115, 85, um, and instead of 95, 65. And then it was chest of bar pull-ups instead of regular pull-ups. Um, the Nancy one was running 500 meters uh five rounds of 500 meter run so a little bit longer run and then the overhead squats were heavier so it was like uh, 185 for guys 125 for women instead of 95 65 and then they added bar face and burpees in there as well so normally nancy Ooh. is five rounds of 400 meter run and 15 overhead squats so they added they kept the squats the same but then they added uh, the burpees and made the squats heavier then the the Annie, you know, Annie is normally just double unders and sit ups with the ab mat. Well, they made the double unders a heavy rope, and then they changed it to GHD sit ups instead of regular sit ups. And uh, so, you know, 150 GHD sit ups is a lot. And we had then, some people jump on that in yeah, Coyote oh yeah, Fitness. Oh yeah, yeah, they tried it out. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> and then they also added heavy cleans at the end of it. So, uh, five, four, three, two, one, heavy cleans. And then um, the three. Mona structural event or the three uh, other events where they did a uh, one rep max uh, front squat. Front squat yep. Yeah. And then they did uh, a one, a thousand meter row for time, which was pretty cool to see. And then they did, uh, cause that, that just hurts really bad. Whew. And what then were the, what were the times on that? Just generally the guy, the think the winning guy's time was two forty nine, two forty eight. Wow. 
Yeah, I was wondering how many guys would go sub three, but almost all of them did. So I was impressed by that. And then the uh, the the gymnastics one that was cool was they did a max freestanding handstand hold. So they drew a box on the ground. I think it was like four by four, four by six. And they just say how long they could stay on their hands inside the box. But I was blown away. The winning female time was catching, and she got like around three minutes, which is just mind-boggling. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. How do you stay inverted for three minutes? That, yeah, really good question. I don't know. <laughs> that is a really good question. I can't even question. do it up against the wall. So I did hear a lot of chatter in the gym about uh, some of the – knee buckling and form on this front squat yeah I, I didn't have time to engage it but they were really knocking like man athletes at this level should have better form i'm like these guys are probably going for yeah prs like you've never seen before yeah yeah i mean yeah i don't i don't agree with that like you're gonna keep good technique and good form but when you're pushing your body to the absolute limit and max it's not going to look like perfect technique. It's not yeah. going to look great. Yeah, Tia's knees were coming in a lot, but she was able to squat it safely. So who cares? You yeah. know, well, it doesn't matter if her knees were coming in somewhat. Um, she still front squatted like three thirty five, which is more than a whole lot of guys can do. So <laughs> yeah, yeah she's like squatting a those, whole lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. So it's like guys on Monday that are like, "Man, did you see Breeze when he blah blah blah?" I'm yeah. Like, okay, you couldn't throw a football ten yards. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. But you yeah. have these people are. What I I guess what I respect the most and appreciate the most is these athletes know, and and I guess they have for a while, but they know the world is watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with that, they're like, okay, I'm going for this. Even if I have, even if I look back at the video and I wouldn't post it on my own Instagram because it just looks that gnarly, uh, I'm going for this because I want to see where my limit actually yeah, is. Yeah. So I don't know. We, we were discussing it as we were front squatting, like, you know, 115. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, you're going to, you want to keep good technique, obviously. And I, I promise you, if you watch those people as they warm up, their squats look really good. But I mean, when you get to the, the max effort of your, of your body's potential, especially those people who can lift so much weight compared to their body, it's not going to look perfect. Yeah. So, um, no, it was, uh, but it was impressive. Like every single workout, the times were faster than anybody expected them to be. The weights were heavier. Like one guy almost front squatted 500 pounds, um, the handstand holds, like I said, were really, really long. The the um, the one uh, k rows were faster than people. I mean, it's just the the level of fitness just keeps getting raised. But the most mind boggling thing of the whole weekend to me was Matt Fraser's time on the friend workout. So he did that. So he did it in like three o three, three o four, something like that, which was almost a minute faster than second place. So they broke down. So, like I said, it was 63 reps of each. Normally, Fran is 45 reps. They broke it down. His time per reps was equivalent to a two-minute Fran, almost a little, right over two-minute Fran. So he did a pace of right over two-minute Fran, which is about as fast as you can go, with heavier weight and chest bar pull-ups. This guy never slows yeah. down. He's it's, just, he's, I mean, it's to the point now where these top people, when they do these workouts – they're going at all out pace and they're keeping that the entire workout. Like they're not slowing down at all. So yeah, it, it was just, that was the talk of the whole first stage was how dominant Matt Frazier and Tia Toomey are. Um, you know, they're training partners. They train together every single day, but they're just pushing each other so much that they're so far ahead of everybody else. Like nobody even stands a chance. I think, I can't believe I'm about to say this, uh -huh. but I think Frazier settled the argument. Uh, of him and Froning? I mean, Froning's like the darling of the sport, right? But but there's just – I think if you put them at their peaks, if you were was, able to do – Oh, yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. It's like not even we close. We talk about it in the NBA all the time. If you could just like, this is this guy at his peak, this guy at his peak. Yeah. I really believe that Frazier would have just destroyed Froning. He would have. Yeah, I mean, Frazier is – he is like the perfect storm of background coming into CrossFit um, and um, – He's just, like, his size, he has the perfect, like, for normally people who are as small as he is aren't as strong and can't handle the weights, but he can, and he can do the endurance just as good as uh, people who are bigger than him. I think eventually you'll see people who are better than him, him who have been competing since they were, you know, kids, mm -hmm. teenagers. Um, but at this point, like, nobody 
has entered the sport with the same background as I mean, he came in the CrossFit snatching over 300 pounds and back squatting over 500. So he, and with elite flexibility and mobility, he, he came into the sport at such a farther head place that anybody else has ever been. And so he, all he had to do was get, you know, get conditioned and learn all the movements and technique and everything. So he is so far advanced. Everybody else. It's, I mean, eventually somebody will come along who's better than him, but he is, He's a lot better than Franny. It'll take a minute, yeah. I think the thing that, that Frazier had to get straight just watching his career initially was between the years. Yeah. That's what he had to settle down, and I think that's what allowed the debate to even be a debate Yeah, initially because after he got that straight, whatever he did to get that straight is like, okay, no contest. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think you're right. Like, some, if, if CrossFit as a methodology does what it says it'll do, somebody eventually will be better. Yeah, we'll and, just, you, and you're seeing that now, like the people who, some of the people who made it into the top five, like Haley Adams, a female, she's like, I don't know, 19, 20. And then the the guys were young. Um, there's a guy that made it in top five named Justin Medeiros. He's like 20, 21. Jeffrey Adler, he's like 20, 21. Um, so these younger guys are starting to come up and um, really put up some serious numbers and, and make a lot of progress. And so... You'll see, you know, every year the the level of the, the competitors gets higher and higher. And when you start getting these kids who have been doing it for 10, 15 years come of age and CrossFit has been their sport since they were 10 and they have, you know, perfect flexibility, perfect mobility, perfect technique, and they've been doing it for such a long time, like they're just going to continue to raise the bar. Do you think – this is an interesting question, and I think this is related to the games because – you know, you've got um, – initially you had some guys that were kind of on the upper end of the age bracket. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I know that CrossFit has solved this by creating the Masters category. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, there were guys that were getting up in age for athletes that were still performing at a very high level and mm -hmm. could, be competitive, could be competitive. Do you think in the next couple of years you're going to see, like, okay – the top competitors in this sport are going to be between 19 Younger. and 26. Absolutely. And once you hit 27 or whatever, it's, Absolutely. it's over. Because that's the peak for, for males. That is the, the peak um, as far as fast twitch muscles. Testosterone you know, production. Yeah, yeah, strength, mobility, all that type of stuff. Like all that is, that's the sweet spot where all that peaks. Like your natural strength peaks a little bit later on, but your fast twitch peaks a little bit earlier. That's why people in, you know, NFL they peak when they're like 22 23 20 and then by the time they're 30 they're they're over the hill um so it's going to be the same in CrossFit I mean the advantage that these older guys had was just the time that they had training the time they have in the sport but now you're getting guys coming up who have a lot of time in the sport competing and training um and they're they're just that natural ability is just going to take them to the next level so yeah you'll see I mean any any high level sport that is dependent on you know, fast twitch, um, mobility, you know, athleticism, all that type of stuff. The peak age for that is your early 20s for males, late 20s for females. So that's what you're going to see um, for uh, for the male side. It's just going to continue to get younger and younger. And Matt Fraser, he'll be 30 soon. You know, Dave Castro said something earlier this year. He's like, uh, uh, father time is undefeated. You know, Matt Fraser, he's getting older. He might be start slipping. Well, obviously he's not slipping yet, but it's not – it's going to be – it won't be much longer, you know. A year or two, there'll be somebody that will start really start challenging him. Yeah, time waits for no man. Yep. The interesting thing, though, is, like, let's make a comparison. You watch, like, the NFL classic films. Mm -hmm. You look at a guy like Bradshaw, and he's out there just killing it. He's a professional athlete. But you know what you're watching on Sunday. Like, it's not the same. This guy could never hang. It looks, yeah, everybody yeah. looks like they're in slow motion. Yeah. So we have that experience, but we're, we've seen it happen in such a compressed period of time. Uh -huh. Like you think about if you were to throw Kalipa out there right now with some of these guys. Or yeah, some of the guys slaughtered. Are, yeah, but they were responsible for being the face of the sport, mm -hmm. being the promoters of the sport. Yeah. And it's just crazy that in such a short period of time, you know, it's not like Joe Namath walking around. You know what I mean? Like, Well, it's, it's because the the methodology and the training for CrossFit is just so – much better than anything else like it's all about elite performance and all these top guys they're leaving no stone unturned they're on the cutting edge of training they're training in ways that people have never trained before that's making them fitter than people have ever been before 
Um, people didn't think you could be strong and fast at the same time. You know, they didn't think you could be fast and enduring at the same time. And they're showing you that you can be, but they're also, you know, prioritizing and making it their job to get perfect sleep every night, perfect recovery, uh, eating perfectly, all that type of stuff. Like they're so far advanced that pretty most other sports are as far as every single aspect of their training and performance. So that's why you see the field advancing so rapidly is because, that is, you know, this is the first sport where it's about being, you know, the fit, the best at training. And so that has led people to do everything they can to get better at training. And, and they, you know, the, all the methods are, are premier and elite and better than, than I would say any other sport. So that, that's why you see the field advancing so quickly. Yeah, it almost feels like, and I know I know sports have gone this way for a while. Like we talked about it a lot with cycling because of the Lance Armstrong thing and, and all that. But you have this this military influence on we're going to dial this in to like the very edge and figure out exactly what's affecting this. And you've got the elite level Olympic. Frazier comes from that background, this Olympic influence on training. Then you've got the variation, like we're going to throw all these variables to try to – so, you know, for um, when you're training for a sport, there's the, the rules of the sport are involved, you know, mm-hmm. like where you got these different positions and we're recruiting for these – but it's just so varied inside of – there are no limits to the next challenge. Right. And uh, I think it's interesting for me, though, like I, th- I think the people that are watching CrossFit in the future, you better pay attention to this guy or this female if you like them as an athlete because – they're probably not going to be around for very long. Oh, yeah. They're no. going to a couple years of peak performance, and then they're going to be, like, ambassadors for fitness. Yeah, and they might go to a team or something like that. Um, and that's kind of what you've seen as these games athletes. Then they start joining and making these teams, and then they're still able to stay in, involved. But, I mean, it's a social media-driven world at this point, so all these people are, are social media influencers, and they have thousands if not millions of followers on instagram and so that's kind of where you can keep up with them and they make their name th- for themselves um, through the sport but i think they really make their living and out of, out of the social media aspect of it so based on what you've seen this first round who do you think so it's Toomey and frazier yeah. right let's just say that so who's tuning in the next round who's going to actually be able to give them a run for their money so there's there's five uh, let, we'll talk about the men first there's five men uh, Matt Frazier, Noah Olson, Justin Madero, Samuel Quant, and Jeffrey Adler. What was interesting is they're, they're changing the way they're scoring. Um, the second, They're resetting the scores, and they're changing the way they're doing the scoring for the second one. And if you implement that scoring um, the same uh, for the first part that they're using for the second part, actually Justin Medeiros would be in second over Noah Olson. So I think he has the best shot of staying close to Frazier. I still don't think it'll be close, but he's this young, up-and-coming, like I said, 20, 21-year-old, really strong, really fit guy from the Northwest. I think he's from, like, Washington, Oregon or something. So I think he'll have a chance to do do the best. I mean, Noah Olson is really the only really big name left. Samuel Quant, he's been been to the games before, but he's never done super, super high level. Now, he is now working with Comp Train, which is interesting because Ben Bergeron has – three athletes competing in out of the 10 and that's nuts it's it's just funny because so many other um training methodologies and coaches they just talk so much crap about him and say you know he's not not a great coach his training methods aren't good but his people are consistently performing at the highest level yeah who's who could possibly say that just just you know people who are in competition with him he doesn't he doesn't fit the the yeah mold he's not, or something. not scientific you know it doesn't have you know doesn't have these good principles this good training program blah 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 he's but, literally like the rocky method but same like same quant he was with uh another organization misfit for a really long time and now he switched to comp train and he has his best finish by far um so anyways uh i think Justin medeiros is the guy who has the best chance of hanging with matt frazier um but i don't even i mean it's just kind of like Everybody else is showing up for second place. So <laughs> oh, that sucks. Sorry, Noah. But it is. I mean, uh, Tia. Uh, so for the women, there's Tia Toomey, Brooke Wells, Haley Adams, Catherine David's daughter, and Carrie Pierce. So a lot more recognizable names there. You know, yep. five five girls who have been there before. Um, and it was actually really exciting because I thought Cara Saunders. She she sat out last year because she had a baby, and she was in the top five up until the very end. And it was kind of like 
they would post the scores, but then you had to wait for a while to, and everybody was doing the workouts, but you didn't know what anybody got. And then all of a sudden they would just post the next update on scores. And so she was in the top five until the very last update. And she had done really poorly on, I think the handstand hold. So that caused her to make it. But, um, Brooke Wells actually only finished, uh, 35 points behind Tia Toomey, which was pretty close. Um, so she, she might have the best chance. I think maybe Haley Adams does because she is one of those athletes that's good at, um, you know, like more game style type workouts, like running and endurance stuff and, um, stuff you might see at the, at the ranch in Aroma. So I would Wells is her, um, at at times, I'm not saying as a general rule, but at times her engine has betrayed her. Yeah, it has. And she, and she's one of those mental, you know, mental, I think her between her ears has been her biggest limiter because she's so naturally talented. And last year she got cut because she stepped on the line on that sprint workout. I don't know if everybody remembers that. Yeah. That she, she was like crying and I think that really motivated her, but she looked really, really strong, looks really fit this year. So I think she'll have a good showing, but like I said, for the men, I think Tia is, you know, it, she, everybody else is playing for second place. And I think it'll be a battle between Brooke Wells and Haley Adams for, for second. The daughters. About yeah. to see the end of the daughter age. Well, Katrin, I, and Katrin after day one of the first thing was like in 13th, 14th place. But then she won like two events. She won the handstand hold and she won another one. And she just worked her way right back in there. So she's had one of the most impressive careers for women um, outside of Tia. She's consistently in that top five. Um, and she's won twice. So she's, uh, you know, she's, she's incredibly, incredibly uh, impressive. And like I said, I mean, you got to give – you got to give props to Ben Bergeron. I mean, Brooke Wells and Katrin are two of his athletes, and they're two of the five women that are still moving on. So um, I give props to him. I'll be interested to see what the programming looks like. Dave said it's going to be a tough, grueling, you know, I think there's like a five-day weekend, which I, I really wish they would have kept ten instead of five because watching just five athletes for five days is – I think that'll get kind of old. I would have liked to see a few more athletes and a little bit more variety – um, and who does well and what, but, uh, I think, I think it'll still be fun to watch. And he's, he's hinted that he's going to keep the same theme of taking benchmark workouts and adding on to them. So what we'll probably see some more other variations of other classic CrossFit workouts, just harder versions of them. So maybe something like, you know, they hadn't, they hadn't done like a Helen or a Grace or Isabel or stuff like that. I'll probably, they'll probably do some, um, you know, scaled up versions of those. That's really smart because you as no matter what level athlete you are, you have experience in that, that workout to some degree. So if you're watching Grace, you're like, man, I know what that felt like. And I wasn't doing that much weight and it took me four times as long. These, you know, it just gives you a reason to tune in. Yep. Maybe that's a little bit of the compensating for, we don't have variation with our athletes, but people watching will have experience with these workouts and, and be impressed and want to see kind of how that goes down. So the next round you said, how do we, how do we tune in? When does it happen? So it's actually going to be on CBS. Um, it, I think it'll be the week this comes out. Hold on. Let me look. Yeah. That's what you mentioned. Okay. So we got, we don't have to do this weird Facebook ESPN stuff to I get to it. I don't think so. It'll see, Oh, it's uh, October 19th. So maybe this is, <laughs> this might uh, actually come out. Oh yeah, no. This will no, come this out. Is, this is good. This will come out the week of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's October. Uh, the week of. Uh, Look at us. <laughs> it begins on October nineteenth. Stay tuned for details. Hold on. This comes uh, out the day after it starts. I okay. Think. Nice. But it'll be going on all weekend. So yeah. uh, I think it's on CBS. Um, you can also always go to games.crossfit.com to check in and see, um, see how it's going. Yeah. Let me let me clarify that because now I'm just really curious. You said it starts the nineteenth of. Yeah. October? Mm-hmm. On a weekday? Uh, yeah, my, I mean, it's all week long thing. All oh, okay, okay, okay. That's right. I thought it was a weekend. Yeah, it'll come out. This will come out the day, the 20th, right? Cool. Look yeah, at us. We'll be, uh, we'll be ready uh, and getting everybody primed for the, uh, for the competition. Mm. Well, you know what we should do? What's that? I think you know. I think I do know. Boom. Yeah. that's. I, I was kind of like trying to channel if I was singing that in the shower. That really? Was kinda, yeah. Yeah. yeah you had a little vibrato in there. Yeah, and then you, you stay up a little higher because you're not worried about anybody hearing you, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. 
I don't know. We're just going to try different genres. I think that's part of moving into 2021. Uh, we'll just do little subtle changes to the intro. Question. When you sing in the shower, is your family, like, are you concerned about them hearing you, or is it mainly just the outside world that you're concerned well, about? Well, I, I kind of have a general rule. I don't really sing in the shower unless I'm home alone, and then I feel free to, like, you know, sing. But crazy enough, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, rolling out before a wad. And some dude at the top of uh, Coyote Fitness was belting singing in the shower. Yeah. And he's got like this opera voice. It was like the whole gym just stopped to listen to this guy. Yeah. It was impressive. <laughs> and apparently this wasn't the first time this had ever happened. No. Speaking so. speaking of Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> Halloween is coming up. Oh. Oh, what? nice. Wait, nice segue. Hang on. <laughs> There you go. Cough clap. Uh, Yeah. That would lead you to believe that we're talking about costumes, but no, we're getting to the real crap. It's too lowbrow, yeah. Get that costume out of here. Here's what I want to do. I want to do an outside the box. I'm pretending like this is my my idea, Ben. Totally not yours. Yep. Uh, We should do... I'm tired of us always having to disagree with each other. Okay. All right. Or have differing opinions. Yeah. I want us to be able to use our ability to debate. For the good. For the good. So what we need to do, we totally missed out on March Madness this year, okay? It's October now. I'm still having withdrawals. (laughs) I needed to pick Michigan State for the fourth year in a row. Um, Didn't get to do it. What we need to do is we of all the possible Halloween candy you can have. Now, not Halloween specific. That does not get ridiculous because I still want some mini Snickers. On Halloween, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Of all the possible um, candy you can get on Halloween, I think what we should do, narrow it down to a semifinals round. So final four, 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 four total. candies. Okay. Final four. Final four. All right. And then we can debate the matchups from there round by round. Okay. And yes. then pick a so winner. Who but wins? It's, we got to agree. Yes. We gotta agree. So, pro- so what's gonna happen is somebody's gonna be a tiebreaker at some so, point. So let's each put one candy in there and then we can by committee put the fourth. Put the one four in then? There. Yeah. But no, what let's do because I miss them. Let's pick our three and then pick the fourth one is what Chris would want to put in. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I one thing I have to clarify though is like just because it's Halloween doesn't mean candy corn is suddenly the best candy. It never has been. Well, I, I, I think Chris would want candy corn to be <laughs> in that shit. <laughs> or the like of course I mean, he would. Then we'd debate, we'd like argue for ten minutes about the pumpkins are better and this they're, like, they're made out of the same thing. The only good ones are the chocolate candy corn. So, yeah. So I'm just saying just because and I would I know this would probably be heresy, but I'd say the same thing about Christmas. Like, just because the candy comes out around the holiday, you, it can hit you in the fields and you can enjoy it, but that doesn't mean that it trumps the stuff that we have year-round. Je- peeps are still garbage no matter what time of the peeps. year it is. They're yeah. perfect example. Like, what is it? A peep is good to put in the microwave and watch it explode. Like, let's be... <laughs> exactly. That's all it's good for. Yes. So, all right, so we're, we're picking our top four. Uh, but we each we used to get to nominate. We so used to get to throw one out. It feels like you just said mini Snickers. Which oh, is like, I did not. I did not. I just oh, didn't wow. want to. I wanted you guys to have the freedom to be able to pick a generic Twix okay. and call it a Halloween candy. It's yeah. It's the and generic Snickers is kind of the utility candy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think you know most people aren't going to turn it down. Uh, but it's such a classic. It's such a mainstay. I think we're. I don't know. We're just uh, we're too acclimated to the Snickers. Um, I will, interesting you bring up, I think I've never had a bad Twix experience in my life. No. So it feels like it would be disrespectful to not put Twix in the semifinals. And I'm talking about, you could get like the regular size Twix, you could get the mini Twix. I mean, it, a Left Twix, Twix, right Twix. Twix is a Twix, man. So <laughs> I think that's got to be one of them. A Twix is a Twix. Yeah. 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 So, and if you have Twix, uh, sorry, Kit Kat, you're just the not Twix. Didn't you know he, what I mean? Yeah, then continue. Okay. So you're throwing Twix in. I think Twix has to be in the semifinals. I, yeah, okay. I think it, so one of us had to do it because it deserved to be in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, yeah. pro- I'm going to be doing a similar thing, I think. Okay. But Hunter, right. go ahead. I, I'm trying to decide whether I want to put Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Knew Woo! he was going to go. Woo! Or like, Airheads. Oh, like, oh many I, Airheads. Hunter is classic, like, chocolate's not the best candy. It's all these fruity crap. I don't like <laughs> I don't chocolate. Go I'm not a big chocolate fan. Okay, so uh, we. I think we need to settle this. I think there's a clear winner here, but we need to talk it out. You think it's Sour Patch second. 
kids? 100%. 100% Sour Patch Kids. They're the like only the downside young. to Sour Patch Kids is it leaves your taste buds raw, so the next thing you eat, you can't taste very well. Who cares? Yeah, but there's, there's only two good airheads. Let me settle this Which, right now. What are now. the good airheads? I like the watermelon one. Uh-huh. Uh, and then... If I'm going nostalgic just because what it does to your tongue, I really blue. like the blue one. The blue yeah, one, I knew, yeah. I knew it was coming. Okay. Blue's number one and orange is number two. Let me, me settle the oh. sour patch. <laughs> <laughs> sour orange? Ugh. It's not sour. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, air tart. airheads. Okay. I know, they're tart. They're a little tart. Let me settle this, though. This will clear this up and we can move on. Okay. If you were to talk about these two candies in CrossFit terms, okay, we're mm. going to make airheads. You know where I'm going with this, right? No, I don't. Okay, I can't believe you guys don't. Air, airheads are froning, and Sour Patch Kids are Frasier. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's no doubt oh, about it. I thought it. you were about to spit out, like, workouts. Yeah, no, I thought no, you were going to no say airheads were thrusters or something. Sour Patch Kids are Frasier. It's just like, man, this is kind of like the other thing, only it's really better. And, <laughs> and it's, there's just no comparison. It's like the other thing, but sour. Yeah, it's like it, it has that fruity, and then it's coated. And then even after they're all gone, they've left some goodness at the bottom of the bag. I'll just eat that stuff. The co- um, there's okay, Sour Patch Kids Sour and Twix. Sour Patch Kids and Twix. What's your what's I, your I, was, I would say it's like LeBron and Michael. It's two totally different games, but they're both great basketball players. Oh boy. Michael Jordan's like the airhead that's been around a long time. LeBron is like the Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> up and coming. You're, you're not going to turn coming. down the airhead. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll even take the mystery if it's like laying in a, on a table somewhere and like I'll give it a shot, you know, but I don't know. I'm I'm not optimistic about this segment anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, All let's right. let's dial back a little bit and say you should be optimistic well, because right now we're at Twix I and know. Sour Patch. They're kids. both great. Yeah. Uh, what's going to be hard is picking seating. Um, but anyway, I'm going to throw in for the masses. All right, because it I. Th- I'm going out on a limb. I think this is the most universal, universally appreciated candy. All right. And that's a bold thing to say, but I mean it. It really is. The Reese's pumpkins come Halloween time. It's the same thing as like the Easter egg, the Christmas tree, stuff like that. Same flavor, different shape. Yep. When Reese's puts out their holiday spin, it's just, it's just good, man. They do a good job. Whoever's I've, making those decisions. In this in the same way as Twix, I've never been upset about having a Reese's or three. Yeah. Reese's. Ah, okay. Yeah, really? I'll give it to you. Well, I mean, you're right. It is it is universal appeal. I mean, peanut butter and chocolate, come on. Like the the only three candies I can think of that sit in that realm are Snickers, Twix, and Reese's. Yeah. Where no one's really no, no one complains when you show up with the a huge bag of Reese's. Yeah, or, you're right. They're very shareable if it's the pack of two. Yeah. And uh, they do a great job with their Halloween campaign. It's usually pretty funny. And, yeah. I, I, okay, I'll go with that. The, I'm trying to figure out. So we're to the nominating part, right? So Chris, right yeah. now we have uh, Sour Patch Kids, Twix, and Reese's. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm never disappointed, and I'm going very Halloween on this, but I'm never disappointed when my kids come home and they have a blow pop in the Halloween bag. I don't ever buy them. You're saying this for Chris? A blow pop? No, no, I'm just saying I'm bringing this up because should it have made it this far? No. No. Blow pops don't make it. No, I've never been once been excited about a blow pop. I think Chris would want something chocolatey in there, don't you think? Yeah, feels I that see, way. I could see... What goes what goes with pizza? Because he talks about that all the time, eating the whole See, pizza. Chris has a very basic palate. <laughs> <laughs> he, what, what does he bring for lunch every day? Chicken, the rice, same, and mustard. The same thing. <laughs> it's got to be something a pretty basic candy. I feel like. Yeah, I I'm happy right. to be wrong and him to tell us. Tootsie roll. <laughs> <laughs> I do like tootsie roll. Yeah, what's well, more it, basic than that? Yeah, I'm trying to be say like, like Hershey's or something. What's the last candy left in the candy bag every year at Halloween? It's got to be Tootsie Rolls, right? Tootsie Roll. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm never mad about a Tootsie Roll. Yeah, they do very easily hey, take on the flavor of other candy. That though. is true. That so. thin wrapping. Oh man, I like the 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 uh, fruity flavored Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is the matter with you? Should you be playing the same sport as us? Seriously. Do you right, think so, Chris would pick Butterfinger? Well, I'm I thought about Butterfinger, Butterfinger but I think it would really piss him off that he gets stuck in your teeth. He's the kind of guy to be like, I can't, I can't handle that. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. I think Milky we're, Way? We're probably fighting between. I think he does like Milky Way. Dark chocolate Milky Way? Yeah. Milky, you eat those when the Snickers run out. I'm, talking, I'm doing this for Chris. Okay. I think. 
look, let's re- he's a friend of ours, so let's be respectful. Oh, okay. I think and not would, say Milky Way. Yeah, not say Milky Way. <laughs> I think he would we would be deciding between the classic Hershey's bar with the different Oh yeah, just segments. a chocolate Hershey bar. Just a chocolate Hershey bar or a Tootsie Roll. I think you You think so? I think so. Yeah, I think it's sort of like classic. I'm also getting Crunch Bar vibes. Let's put the Hershey bar in there. And I would definitely choose a Hershey's over Ooh, Hershey's. The Crunch Bar. It's like kind of the. I re I, man. I really like. There's not a more fake tasting candy than out the there than bar. the Crunch Bar, and that yeah. seems like something Chris would like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an insult. I just seems like something he'd be into. Yeah, he'd. Be, I can totally see him standing in the lobby eating one of those. Like, what? It's good. <laughs> But he also has such strong opinions. He's yeah. man, he's an enigma. He he's really enigma. is. Especially the I sure can- hope he listens to this. The candy thing's difficult. Um let's put the Hershey bar in there. That's what I said. Okay. I, it's more I mean, the Hershey in- bar is going to lose. Let's put it in there as a four seed. But it's a great competitor. Like I would watch the match thinking, can the can the can right. the, can the can old guy pull it off this <laughs> time? Does he got one more in him? <laughs> can do it, Matt. All right. I'm going to speak very openly and candidly here, okay? If we're going three and four seed. Uh, Hershey bar's got to be four seed. Hershey's four, so. He, I, I think Hunter's three. Sour Patch? I do. Whoa, what? Oh, my gosh. This candy, it's it's road trippable. It makes it into movie night. You what? can eat it in a meeting. You just got through talking about candies ruining the flavors of other candies. Oh, Nothing does boy. it more than fruity candies to chocolate. So now we're going to say these candies have to be eaten in isolation. I just think you're you're pulling for a classic final. I think I think you like the classic uh, championship game. So championship you're going to put... Put um, the Sour Patch at three. That's fine. And this is not... We don't as, mind being an underdog. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to show up strong in this bracket. I really thought we would go in here with four different chocolates. I didn't expect Hunter to come in with this crap. <laughs> well, all I'm right, on board, all right. man. I may, I may I'm just leave. stating my opinions. I'm willing to be disagreed. I with. may leave this podcast and go get some Sour Patch Kids. That's how how passionate oh, yeah. I feel about there it. You yeah. go. Gosh. So, so, what's the number one? What was yours? We should also say not pictured like Swedish Fish, uh, Sour dots. Tape. Get that out of our Bubble Tape, Dots, Hot Tamales. Get that crap out of here. Mm, yeah. Uh, just never. We're talking about getting stuck in your teeth, Dots. Those things. <laughs> oh, I do like Dots. Milk does. Okay. Ooh, Milk does. Those are good. So they we've got good. um, so we've got our our. Sour what was yours? What was yours? Twix. Twix. What was yours? Reese's. What's the number one seed? I'm gonna say Twix. I do. I I think I agree. Twix number one. Yeah. So we're gonna have Reese's number two. Re- yeah. Twix and Hershey's play. And yeah. then Twi- and, it, and, and everybody then shows up like it sells a lot of tickets. Oh, it's game day ready. It's when they re- they're yep. going to retire Hershey's jersey that day. <laughs> we're, we're all going to feel he's good. He's feeling good. Yeah, yeah, he lost, but it's, he's going to leave the stadium a hero. Okay. And it allows Twix to advance to the finals. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then we have Reese's and we have uh, Sour Patch Sour Kids. Patch. It's like, man, who is going to win this one? It just depends on the day. It depends on how they're feeling. Did they have somebody sabotage them with food poisoning the night before? Or, okay, did the classic decide to show up and say, who defeats peanut butter? You've got a coating. We've got a chocolate shell. Let's see how this goes we down. we got to decide how we are, what is our criteria for advancing and what makes a good candy? I think it's a good second half. I think Sour Patch Kids, they're young. They're going to come out, but they don't have the experience and at halftime, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, they're going to they're gonna adjust their strategy. They're going to go to some kind of zone. And then we're going to see the undisciplined nature of a Sour Patch Kid. And it's going to be a close one. Okay, there's going to be a surge in that fourth quarter. But then the Peanut Butter Cups are going to do what they do, and they're going to close They're the going to make their free throws. Yeah. I want to hear Hunter's opinion, though, because it's his candy. All right. I think Sour Patch wins. I think they come out hot, draining threes. Slam dog, alley oops. Yeah, completely okay. delirious. The, the 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 other side is just like, what is happening right now? Then the, the old the old vet just slowly starts to creep back in the game, but then that fourth quarter, their legs just give out on them. Yeah, no, Reese's would have a longevity. <laughs> <laughs> What's been around? Chocolate, chocolate exactly. Has stood it's been the around forever. Yeah. He's t- old and tired. The only <laughs> argument you can make is that the veterans start to argue on the bench, and they can't decide because there are too many heroes over on the peanut butter cup side. 
They don't. Who's who's taking the last shot? Is it the yeah, peanut butter? Right. Is it yeah. the chocolate? Listen, when people go experimental trying to make things uh, pseudo desserts or pseudo snacks, they don't say fruit covered bacon. They try chocolate covered bacon. They try chocolate covered raisins. They try chocolate covered peanuts. Yeah, and I'm not putting sour. Well, they patch put in sour patch kids on donuts. Sour patch kids cereal. Who? What? Who? That should be illegal. If Sour I Patch went Kids to Chick Fil A, Sour Patch Kids and ice cream. Yeah, if I went to Chick Fil A and they were like, "Hey, new this for this fall, Sour Patch Kid milkshake." You know what's really good? No, Sour Patch Kids in uh, frozen yogurt. Switching sports. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Sour Patch Kids are 2009 through 2014 Oregon. Okay, <laughs> you're doing too much crap. All right. You want to know... Great jerseys, guys, but we're playing a game. You want to know what Reese's is? It's Ohio State, Alabama. (laughs) Tried and true. Great recruitment. Same formula, same game. Good every year. Sour Patch Kids' non-compatibility with milk is, I think, what... They don't don't make it to the finals. I don't know anyone else that's working with that criteria. It makes sense, though. Do you eat candy with milk, Hunter? Do I eat candy with milk? No. What? You guys don't have chocolate it's and milk classic, together? The classic, Ben. Crazy. I eat candy Crazy. with candy and nothing else. <laughs> I yeah. eat candy with candy, Ben. <laughs> if I'm having a drink with candy, it's going to be soda or something. I'm going okay. all in. All right. Yeah, that's true. A road trip, I'm not going to have milk. Anyway, I'm going to say that the peanut butter cup, peanut butter cup actually makes it to the finals. Because I'm going to tell you what. People are not going to show up to a Twix Sour Patch Kids championship game. I think they would. That well, if they're there, they're there for the cheese dip because it's not—it's <laughs> not for the game. I'm telling you that much right now. But you're gonna show up like finally, we're gonna figure out who wins between the Twix and the, the peanut, butter peanut butter cup. I mean, I'm way more excited for the response of this outside the box than two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Have, so now we have to pick who wins. National this, championship. This is gonna be the challenge because they both have two, so you can't go with numbers. You can't overwhelm them with numbers. You know, these candies are put together in twos. So you've basically got a battle between peanut butter and caramel. That's the question. Both chocolate. What's So that's like the the, uh, the reach on a boxer, you know. They're, they're kind of equal. So yeah, what do you do with this? I mean, you've got the brittle side of the Twix. So, uh, you know, the peanut butter cup's going to adapt a little better. Uh, but one stands up to heat a little more. I don't know. Difficult. Here's what I here's my thought on it. Hunter, you can you can correct me. I trust you the most to speak into it. <laughs> when I think of he Reese's just glanced at me very judgmentally, by the way. When I think well, of when, as soon as you brought up milk with your Reese's, I, know, I think you lost all kinda, credibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing football with a nerf football there. Uh here's what I think. If we're going with college football teams, mm-hmm. I really do see Reese's as the Alabamas, the Ohio States. It just kind of fits the vibe. Then who's Twix? I see Twix as new age kind of Clemson, all right? They have re- they have really good fundamentals, but they got that spice. The that Sweeney al- spice. It, it is what's allowed them to win the last few championships that they won so close together. Okay. I it's can see just, that. It, it's the kind of, I really, it. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, and I really do. I mean it. I think Twix pulls this thing off. Oh, I'm going with Alabama. I think Alabama wins it. I think the Reese's, all, all, all Reese's, there's just so many different varieties and options. Yeah, they're uh, they're more universal, but I do think Twix represents the younger generation. I'm going to go, I'm going to side with Chase here in that uh, they may be put on their heels a little bit. They may be a little nervous as things are getting started, like first kickoff, that kind of thing. Here's so, the question. Do you think Chris would answer the phone right now? <laughs> highly doubtful. Probably not. Maybe if it's you calling. Who's someone we could call right now with a trusted opinion on candy live? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should call the nutrition guy. You should call Caleb and ask him, the, the nutrition guy. Hey, say, is this Chris? <laughs> You're on the Coyote Fitness Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm calling, I'm calling Caleb. Calling Caleb. We're going to get him to settle this. We don't need his opinion about it. Oh! <laughs> All right, I'm calling Chris. <laughs> he blocked your number. Apparently. You just got the red button. Chris. Where is Chris? Do I have Chris? Is not Chris Allen. There we if go. he doesn't say, hey, buddy, I'm going to be really disappointed. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey buddy. buddy. Here's the deal. 
zero percent chance. You've reached Chris. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Nobody just settled it. Probably the only guy that would answer guaranteed is Tim Bell, and we just don't have time for his <laughs> No, we do not. <laughs> Tim, this is we try to keep these below uh two hours, right? Oh, wait. Chris? Hey, man. Hey! hey! All right. Hey, we're recording right now, and we desperately need your opinion on something, okay? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> we're in the finals, okay? Best Halloween candy. That's the only situation you need. It's a pretty simple A or B decision, okay? Got it. All right. It's Twix versus Reese's. Who wins and why? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go with Reese's, man. Oh! <laughs> oh! All right, tell us why, Chris. I'm a peanut butter guy. So <laughs> okay, well, you came through clutch. Thanks for giving me the win. No problem. Glad Bye. I'm doing it. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Man. That, wow. That was invigorating. Should we end it there? Yeah, the drama, the suspense. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do you have a <laughs> hard transition, Hunter? Please send us off with a recommendation. Oh yeah, recommendation, man. I got all right. I got get, caught up in the mysticism. Let me get, of all let me that. get refocused here. Yeah, Hold yeah. on. Uh, let me let me look. Uh, I was not prepared. <laughs> I was not prepared. Uh, let me look at let me look at some books I've read recently and uh and uh, recommend something. We're re recommending reads, only reads. Are you different gonna recommend a read? Podcast. Yeah. Are you gonna recommend something? Oh man, we're we're expert recommenders. Mm. We can recommend on the spot. Okay, on the spot, do it. <laughs> Just say it. Yeah. Don't All right. We're, oh, hard. we're recording still. We're live, right? We're oh, literally. Wow. <laughs> I <didn't> stop. <laughs> Let me turn on my radio voice. Hot mic. Okay. Hot mic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've recommended this here, but um, everyone should probably know about me. I'm a I'm an avid shoe purchase guy. We, and Hunter and I have talked a lot about trading out our, our shoes, workout shoes and all that, and what the correct strategy is there. Um, I'm actually wearing these today, the Nike Kill Shots. I just have to recommend them because they are they're awesome. I've tried mm -hmm. a couple different versions from other brands, including Adidas. You just can't beat the classic Nike Kill Shots. Everybody thought they were J. Crew shoes for a while. They're not. J. Crew is just selling them. Okay. Yeah. Nike has them on their website. You go with the classic navy, they actually have a pretty good-looking green color. All right? Talking to you, Frescona. You need to purchase these shoes if you don't have them already because they will change your wardrobe game. Dress them up, dress them down. I think, yeah, if you're going retro, I don't think anyone does leather better than the Nike does. Yeah. Just, just a great look. Yeah, just age is awesome. So, you know. My other recommend would be calling Chris Allen from time to time. Yeah, yeah. checking in. Yeah, that was, that was the opinion. highlight of this episode. Asking my opinion on uh, candy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to recommend, this is a book called The, the TB12 Method. It's about Tom Brady uh, and his method. I uh, I read it a long time ago, and it was, he just talks a lot about the stuff that, that we talk about in the gym, a lot about the importance of mobility and flexibility. And he calls it pliability, basically the pliability of your muscles. And he, he is really big on if your muscles are loose and pliable, as he calls it, um, they can absorb more uh, force. So, like, if, you know, he plays football, so he gets tackled. The muscles will absorb a lot of the force as opposed to the bones and joints, and so you're a lot less likely to get injured. It also helps you from um, um, overuse injuries and stuff. He talked about um, – I was actually – what made me thinking of it was I was listening to him on uh, – the Dax Dax podcast Shepherd. I was God. I was gonna recommend it. Yeah, it was armchair so good. expert. It's so good. Yeah, wow. yeah, armchair expert mm -hmm. with uh. I already with Tom like Brady. Tom Brady. I like him yeah. a lot more. And now. so he was on that podcast, and uh, they were talking about um his his career, and he was asking about the TB12 method and and why he founded it. And he was talking about how he used to always have elbow pain uh, when he was playing as a younger guy, and then he met the guy he works with now, and he taught him. The importance of pliability and tight muscles and he was talking about how his forearms and and triceps were so tight um that it was causing his his elbow pain when he threw and once he started loosening them up he doesn't get elbow pain anymore so i would just recommend um if you're interested in that type of stuff go check the book out and also just listen to him uh talk about it because i just don't understand why more people in in nfl don't pay attention to what he's saying because i mean he's still performing at an incredibly high level and he's in his 40s he's like, had a, ki a kicker level career yeah and harley and yeah nobody's ever done what he's done 
and he's just gotten better with age and he stayed healthy. Um, and, and so anyway, some of, so he has some people doing it, but I think a lot more people need to adopt what he's doing because he's really hits the nail on the head. And it's literally everything that I've learned over my career in, uh, in fitness. So I would, I would highly check out reading the book and then also just looking up the TB12 method, listening to him on that podcast and kind of learning about it. That's a classic recommend from you because we have this debate a lot. Like, is it, is it natural talent? Is it hard work? Is it intelligence? And you're like, okay, there are a lot of guys that are talented. Brady, obviously very talented, but a lot of other guys in the NFL have been very talented too. The differentiation between those guys and Brady is not that he just had a, an extra measure uh, of endurance, you know, or whatever. He's had a lucky career, good O-lines. He's, he's figured something out, and even yeah. people like us could pay attention to that and improve our lives. Well, he talked about that on the podcast with uh, Dak Shepard, um, and he was saying, you know, I was, I've never been the most naturally gifted, talented guy, but what that made me do is I really had to examine uh, my craft and look at other people and see what are they doing and so I could learn from it and and try to figure out the best methods and best, best practices. If he was the most talented guy in the world, he wouldn't have learned all this type of stuff. And that's kind of how um, I was with my CrossFit career was I was not – I'm not a good size for the sport at all, and I did not have a great background coming in, so I had to work really, really hard to be able to get to it. So I had to do a lot of – learn a lot of stuff and try to figure out the best practices and things that could help me, whereas somebody who – maybe was a lot more suited for the sport and picked it up a lot faster, um, might not have had to have gone through that same journey of learning that I did. And so I look at it as a blessing, and I think he does the same way because, I mean, he, the guy is not the most athletic guy in the world, but he has figured out a way to say, make himself the best football player of all time. Um, and so somebody like that, like, he just has so much uh, knowledge that you can learn from. I take Brady, best football player of all time. Sounds like another outside the box. Right, I don't see how you could argue with that. Oh, I, mean. I could argue anything. <laughs> <laughs> see the Twix conversation. That's true. All right, so we're going to throw it to you, Chase. He took mine. He No, no, well, I'm going to throw it to you. I'm going to oh. be very specific. Oh, okay. Because uh, I feel like you're the kind of guy that can answer this question and help all of us out. Weather's turning a little bit cooler mm. where we live. Uh, by that, I mean below 94 degrees. Yep. Uh, so there's something I feel like you could recommend that we need to incorporate into our wardrobe now that it's cooler. What should we all be going for fall of 2020? Something I think enough people don't try out. So one of the hard things about living where we live is dressing in the morning for the afternoon. Whew. It's it's quite a conundrum. It is a conundrum. Here's the thing. <laughs> Th that was the thing. Thank you, Hunter. Hunter Sorry. Maybe I can cut it out. We'll see what happens. Um, here's the thing. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. H here's the sitch. All right. I mean, Joe Biden just put that phrase on the map, didn't he, on the debate? He said <laughs> listen, it like 30 listen times. Listen here, Chief. Here's the deal. <laughs> Here's the deal. Um, someone dubbed this time of the year the transition, okay? Yes. I want to challenge you to pull off with your wardrobe the ability to not have to transition to deal with the transition. Okay. Right? Enough people are not trying out this tried and true method. Get yourself a high-quality rain jacket, okay? If it's a high-quality rain jacket, it absolutely doubles as a windbreaker, okay? No doubt. More importantly, it doubles as an insulator. Mm -hmm. You can dress for 40-degree weather in the morning with just pants, good socks, short sleeve shirt, and a rain jacket, and be good the entire day, even if the weather gets up to, like, 78 couldn't agree more. And if you have to shed the rain jacket, it's usually it's you, so much easier. Yeah, you than can a throw it in your backpack or, or throw it in the back seat, and it's like, oh my gosh, what is this wool blanket back here? Yep. From this morning when it was cooler. So, right, so the rain jacket. Any particular brand you like? You like the athletic guy, the outdoorsy guy? I uh, I th I think the best in the game for especially for the money is Columbia. Yeah. It's I, it's like yeah, thirty disagree. or forty dollars cheaper than North Face every single time. Mm. I've never had one rip or anything like that yeah, on me. Yeah. Lululemon has a solid rain jacket. I got one last year. Oh, maybe you know what? Maybe you could provide that for the guys that help you on this podcast. Hey, go uh go in there when my wife's working, she'll give you a forty percent discount. Boom. What the heck? Yeah, forty percent. All right, noted. All See right. you guys <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs>
silky smooth sounds.